Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 82 of the Travel Mation Podcast, where we talk about all things travel, Disney, and more. This week, we are taking you back to Epcot's Festival of the Arts, as Tim, Christina, and I, the OG podcast gang, debrief our time at one of Epcot's best festivals. Let's go! Guys, we've got the original gang back together. It feels so weird. I, I've, I feel like it's never just the three of us I anymore, know. so this is fun. Yeah. I mean, I love our guests. I love correspondent Christian, but it's been a minute since it's just been the OG3. True. That's I right. skipped Here a week. Tim skipped a week. So if it has been a... I don't get any weeks off. <laughs> nope. You should get a week off, Austin. When's so. your birthday? We'll give you that week off. That's right. Right. <laughs> Maybe in May. I love being here. We <laughs> we love um, getting to hang out with you guys, whether you're listening on your run, whether you're listening in the car. We do this because we love helping you guys win with travel. And Absolutely. So we were taking some time to travel. So Tim, tell us about where you were. Christina, tell us about where you were. I like what uh, you said the other day, Tim. Don't trust a travel agent that doesn't travel. That's right. So I had, on um, this podcast, we will travel. I thought it was funny. I just, if you follow my Instagram or if we're friends on Facebook, you probably saw that me and my wife, um, mostly my wife, um, because she's the creative one around here, redid my office at my house uh, this past weekend when we got home from Mexico. And uh, somebody commented on my post on Facebook and was like, but you're never home, like insinuating, why do you need a home (laughs) office? And, um, And I commented back joking and I was like, dude, like, you know. I'm traveling to make sure, you know, my clients are taken care of. And one of my clients replied to it and uh, said that would be like going to a a trainer who never works out. And I was like, there you go. That's a good point. So, you know, we're just out here trying to make sure you guys have the best experience possible. But me and my lovely bride last week were in Mexico. And if you ever get a chance to go LeBlanc Spa Resort, I can't say enough incredible things about it. So... Yeah, I think we should do a full episode debrief on the Blanc. Yeah, because I've done Cabo, you've done Cancun. Christine, have Mm -hmm. you been to either of them? Nope, I have not. Time for research. I know they are awesome. I know. Yeah, they are special. Yeah, we can have Adam on since he joined you guys. And uh, do you want to talk about that part of it? Uh, Your your actual work part of of your trip with Adam and Palace. Oh yeah, so. Yeah, the first couple nights, so three nights, uh, me and Mallory and then Adam and his wife, Caitlin, were at LeBlanc, which was very relaxing, beautiful resort, all the things. Uh, they had a churros, churro cart, which every day at 4.30 showed up at the pool and made fresh churros. <laughs> That's awesome. And I was, wow. it, it was amazing. I was like, uh, can I take this home with me? But, um, And then on Thursday, the ladies flew home, which shout out to my wife for flying internationally through the airport by herself. Um, I was proud of her for that because a little bit of stress going into I'm that. Sure. But, were she and Caitlin on the um, same flight to Atlanta at least? They were not, okay. and they ended up not being in the same terminal. So they they oh, arrived no. at the airport together, but that was about it. So, yeah. um, But they made it. They were good to go. Um, so, But after that, me and Adam transferred over to the Grand at Moon Palace, which we've talked about on, an, on one of our earlier episodes. Um, and then... Karen, who is our new director of luxury travel, and Matt Appleby, one of our other agents who does a lot of video work for Travel Mission, joined us. And we were surprised. And out of 
5,000 travel agencies in the U.S. that are associated with Travel Leaders Network, which we are. We were the top-selling agency of Palace Resorts last year, which is kind of unbelievable. So That is Just crazy. Yeah. So we received that award. We got to see a little bit of their wedding showcase, got to see a little bit about what they do at Palace. And so that was a fun time. And now we're back. That's so. awesome. Go Travel Nation. Yeah. Well, we missed you, man. I missed you guys. It was weird not recording. It was also weird on Monday listening to a show I was not a part of. So It is weird. <laughs> Did you talk back to us? Uh, no, but you know, I felt like it gave Christian a little more time to, to sh- share his personality, his thoughts, you know, mm-hmm. like that was great. So I enjoyed man. it. Did you hear about the, uh, the sauna at Old Key West? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I don't know what that that's time. on my bucket list, but <laughs> that's fine. I did say, I told Christina, my one thing was... I would have traded out the boardwalk pool for Old Key West. That would have been my my argument there. So interesting. And I'll leave but it other that. than that, you agreed, we were hating on the boardwalk which was pool. crazy that you pretty much agreed yeah. with us. No, all I the did. Way. Well, we're always twinning and that's true. You know, triple it. I did have some people talk thoughts. to me about the um, the slide at Yacht and Beach Club. Everyone was like, "Yeah, no one talks about that part." So thank you for doing that. And and it's so no, true. it's so I true. Mean, it is true. Yeah. It's not. It's not a very relaxing pool if you have young kids mm-hmm. running around. Like you you can't like sit in one place. That's my biggest beef with it. So Yeah. That- yeah, interesting enough, we were there this week, so that's leading us into our subject for today and I was walking by that pool many times because I was going to the Festival of the Arts at Epcot and the only way to enter Festival of the Arts in my opinion is through World Showcase. Correct. So that's I feel like I pass by that pool every day of this past trip. That's amazing. It was a great time. And really what we want to do for you guys, which by the way, happy Valentine's Day to all of you out there celebrating this special day of love. Yeah, if this came out, this usually drops around 8 a.m. So fellas, ladies, you know, (laughs) if, if you didn't get anything, you've still got a few hours to go, you know, make a special trip or whatever to, to figure that out. And if you did not remember to buy a gift, the perfect gift to make it seem like you had a thoughtful gift is just to book a yep. trip. Because you can do that in less than an hour we can do it and quick. make it seem really intentional. So if you need to reach out to anybody, let us know today. <laughs> but let's talk about how much we loved Festival of the Arts because I I don't know why, but this was the first year I think I personally really appreciated this festival. Oh, I love this festival because they do mm. a lot of fun things with food. They they really yes. are intentional about making it look very pretty and artsy and it it's just a it's just a culinary experience in and of itself just seeing how they do like I love the deconstructed dish it's like one of my favorites always um and the, of course the the cookie palette so they just do like oh, fun yeah. fun artsy things an artful twist on on food which I love I know uh I know Adam Duckworth is a big fan of the deconstructed cheesecake. That's one of his favorites. Mm-hmm. I think he's gone as far to say as if he ever if he ever has like a personal event in Disney World for a celebration, he's like, I would figure out how to have that there because that's like his <laughs> favorite thing. But it's a little jarring now that you say that, Christina, because I remember last year, so 2021, we did Festival of the Arts. And I think for us, that's when it took its place in our family as our favorite festival because Cole spent his own money and bought his own artwork oh. and we got artwork and it all, but 
But like you said, we ended up going to Flower and Garden a few weeks after. And I was like, the food's good. It's just not as pretty. Like, mm-hmm. it's so pretty at Festival of the Arts. The way they present everything, it's just really flawless. Yeah. So. Oh, what Flower and Garden has going for it, obviously, are the topiaries. And that is what is oh, so beautiful. Oh, for sure. Right. But yeah, this yep. one I just love totally. because it it puts two two amazing things together, food and art. So it's it's wonderful. Yeah. I love it. No, it really is. Yeah, I used to think of food and wine as kind of the Mac Daddy festival of all festivals. And date-wise, it would still suggest that that is the case because it runs the longest. This one's pretty short. Yeah. I mean, we had from January 14th. And if you're listening today, Monday, February 14th, you've still got seven days that you can get down there, which makes it always makes the perfect weekend trip. Hey, there's your there's your Valentine's Day gift. We're going tomorrow. Boom. (laughs) That's right. Get in the car, kids. Festival of the Arts. This was planned all along. But it is it's one of the shorter festivals. But I wonder if over the years this one will start to grow because I think it's so popular, not just with you know, tourists, but with locals, especially. And I think this one has the oh, best yeah. weather. It's the coldest, which That's is amazing. Um, cold for for Florida. And um, it's typically a little bit drier this time of year, whereas the spring, summer, and fall can bring a lot of rain, although we did have one full day of rain this week. But that's okay. It's pretty rare for that to happen. So <laughs> the elements are, are usually in your favor at Festival of the Arts. Yep. I... um. I just realized we were there this year, the first Saturday of the festival, and then our next visit is going to be the last Saturday of the festival. Oh, so, so we're probably waiting line. Probably both pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so good times. Well, that was going to be my one pro tip that I would say not only applies to this festival, but really all festivals. And that's if you have any control over which parks you go to on which days. Avoid going on Saturdays because Mm -hmm. the locals love these festivals more than the tourists do, and they flock to these festivals on the weekends when they're not at work. And we made the mistake. We went there on Saturday. It was still a great experience, Mm -hmm. but it was so crowded, and it was packed, especially at night when everyone's ready to drink around the world and look at all the art and all the things that are fun about World Showcase. But that's my pro tip for all festivals. Do not go on Saturdays. You heard it yeah, here. Yeah, that's my Disney tip in general. I mean, we are semi-locals and we only ever travel during the week. We are fortunate enough to be that flexible where we can do that. Um, but if you have some some time off of work and you can go on a weekday, just do it. We went on Wednesday and I don't think we waited in line for more than three minutes anywhere. Gosh, it was awesome. Now you guys are wow. making me want to add some days onto our trip on the front oh, end to get there before the weekend. Just do it. You have to prepare just for funding love. You have to do it. <laughs> That's right. That's what I'm saying. All right. But if you're listening and you maybe you're not going to get to go down to Festival of the Arts this year, we, wanna, we wanted this episode to be a little bit of a Festival of the Arts recap so you could feel it out and maybe go ahead and start planning your trip to Festival of the Arts next year. So On their website, I love how they've broken this up. It's really a celebration of not just art as you think, like art you see, but all the arts. And so right on their website, they've got culinary arts as one category, performing arts as another category, and visual art. So let's just go section by section. Let's talk about the culinary arts of Festival of the Arts. Yes. Gosh. What was your favorite, Christina? Um, Oh, man. 
I think possibly so Germany had the pastoral palate and they had this okay. red wine braised beef short rib. Um, it was with parsnip puree, broccolini, baby tomatoes, and aged balsamic. It was really delicious. Wow. Um Yes. One of the one one of the the culinary arts that always, always, always performs well is Mexico's pavilion or not their yep. pavilion, yeah. but their yeah, they do. Um, their kiosk. And they understood they the always assignment. understand they the assignment. The name of their Every time. booth was El Artista Ambriento, which basically translates into starving artist. And they had um, a carne asada and a huarache. So almost like a it was almost like a taco, but not. It was on a cilantro huarache, which is like a tortilla. Oh my gosh, it was both of those things were so so good. So those are my those me are my favorites right now. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that the carne asada won dish of the festival. Wow. Oh, well, I, I believe su- it. I wouldn't be surprised. From Disney Food Blog. Yeah, that one had um seared beef tenderloin, grilled queso fresco, refried beans, scallion, and ranchera salsa. It was truly delicious. Now, I feel like after last week, we're really doing the listeners a disservice by having you pronounce these Spanish words. <laughs> right. I feel like Tim and I should be, you know, butchering these beautiful words no. instead. I just really like the name no, of that that uh, outdoor kitchen there, the Starving Artist. I thought that was cute. That's a great yeah. name. That is cute. Absolutely. Tim, what'd you eat that you love? So um, one of my favorite booths, and I've... I've heard a lot of people chat about this as well. It seems to be popular. Part of that is the food. Part of that is the movie. But the Encanto booth, so Vibrante oh. and Vivido. Um, it's over in between Morocco and France. Um, first of all, it's a beautiful little booth area. Like all the yeah. flowers and decorations. Yeah. And like, it's super cool. And I love that, you know, it'll probably be a while before we get actual... Encanto IP in the parks because you know that takes a little bit of time, but I well, love it's over that this in Disneyland, isn't it? Uh, maybe, but they I thought I saw Mirabelle pop yeah, up somewhere. Probably they pulled anyways, the trigger. We don't a lot have her in Walt Disney World. <laughs> That's right. But is this the first um, time they've ever done IP as? I think so. A... But it makes so much sense, yeah, and I love it. Like yeah, it does to me. Like you know, I've had a lot of people say, oh, you're going to be so mad when they do a cocoa overlay in the Mexico pavilion. And I'm like, no, I don't think I would be because I love cocoa and that makes sense. Like when you do it the right way, I think it's, I think it's great. But the dishes here are not that expensive. You know, they're four to $5. There's a house made chorizo and potato empanada. Mm -hmm. Um, The soup is where it's at with the, it's a spicy soup. Um, it's got our bowl, chili spice chicken, potato, avocado, corn, crema fresh. Um, so I did not do the passion fruit mousse. Uh, that's not really my my thing, but it was a great booth. I thought the food was great, and it was a cool little area. The other booth I liked was Deco Delights, which is all desserts, and they're like super like kind of mid century modern art looking. Um, but again, a good price point. 450 the highest on the menu is 525 uh, but they have a dolce chocolate mousse with a dark chocolate truffle uh, there's a decadent chocolate mousse and then an orange mousse the orange and mousse so, is beautiful those are some of my favorite yeah. color combinations right there like the the it's lavender like with the with the blue yeah, oh my gosh it's so it's so beautiful. pretty 
Yeah. That's just what I, that's one of the things I just love about this festival. They just figure out how to take a dish and make it look really, really nice. And that booth is cool because they have a lot of local Florida um, beers as well. Yeah, one of my favorites. So they have the Three Daughters. They have, you know, lots of local uh, beer options, which is pretty cool as well. Yeah. So we always like to do the flights so we can try a little bit of everything. Yeah. Get a little, get a little sample. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have to. (laughs) Why not? I thought the the deconstructed dish, mm. I felt like they had some of the prettiest artistic food. The deconstructed key lime pie, I felt like that was all over social media because yeah. it had this wave of key lime pie in between key lime mousse, a graham cracker cake, and meringues. So that was pretty, I would say, up there on the uh, Instagrammable food that you want to That's eat. That's right. Well. For sure. Absolutely. Do it for the gram. I also loved the inside out donut. Did either of you guys try that? No, no I did not. So I'm a big. Uh, I think it's called Boston cream donut, yeah. where it's you know that donut and then the Bavarian creams mm-hmm. on the inside. This one's the inside out donut from the donut box, and so it was a vanilla donut, but then it was wrapped, kind of dipped in Bavarian cream, and then it had a layer of chocolate with sprinkles on the outside. Mm. So very sweet. But it was the perfect way to just cap off the night at Epcot. I love that because it is on the way out to the donut box. Yeah. So you can just get some, some dessert for, for your walk to your car. I'll tell you the other one that I thought was really artistic looking was the Pop Eats. Mm, yeah. And all the different things they had there. But the Pop Tart, the, the tomato soup. The tomato and the soup can. and grilled cheese and the, the yeah. So cool. No, That's, that's where, you, where got you, get you get the figment bucket popcorn. if you guys saw those. Yeah. Yep. Are those gone? So. Oh yeah, they're super gone, totally. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this this trip, we went to Epcot twice, and both times I went into Creation Shop, and I was like, "Do you have the Epcot ears?" And they said, "No." And then I just turned no. around <laughs> and walked out. Okay, bye. Uh, I, I I really want to uh, Austin. I forgot that one of the things on my list when we go back next Saturday at the Donut Box is the. Um, Let's see. It's the vanilla donut with the strawberry ice cream mm-hmm. and fresh strawberries, yeah. and that that looks that looked that's right up my alley. So that looks so good. Yeah. Too. So I'll tell you the one that almost had me, and I'm trying to find the name here, but it was in the Canada booth, and you know Tim and I are suckers for the truffle. Mm. Anytime I smell truffle, it calls my name, <laughs> and in. In the Canada booth, the only reason I didn't go here is because as much as I love truffle, I equally mushroom. dislike mushrooms. Yeah, so it was the wild mushroom and risotto. It has aged yes. Parmesan, truffle shavings, and Zinfandel oh, re- yes. reduction. And honestly, I'm with you on the the no mushroom thing. But Like everything about that dish other than mushrooms would be a 10 out of 10 for me. Correct. Parmesan, favorite cheese. Truffle all day. Mushrooms, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, same. I agree with uh, with that and with shrimp. But I still had the sushi donut, which is basically a bed of rice nice. in the shape of a donut, and it had um, salmon, tuna, shrimp, cucumber, and sesame seed all kind of laid out on top of it. I just took off the shrimp and I ate the rest, and it was absolutely delicious. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm with you on on the mushroom thing. Although I did try something yep. mushroom, I want to say it was at it was at the American Adventure, and I and I actually liked it. It was it was pretty good. It wasn't like pieces of mushroom, which I think is the problem. Mm-hmm. I think it's the texture, right? Yeah, rather it's than the, the taste. Yes, it is. 
The bounce. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Anything that bounces, I do not want it in my mouth. <laughs> the fat on a steak? No. No, you're not about that. Have you had no. bone marrow? You had you tried bone marrow, I right? I love bone marrow. Yeah. 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 Okay. Bone marrow is more like moose to me. Well, yeah. At least the ones that I've had. Do you like but scallops? Those anyways. are kind of bouncy. No. Okay. No. I get it. I, yeah. <laughs> I do wish that I had tried the char siu pork bun from the Painted Panda in China. Ooh, Mal will probably oh, yeah. love that. Really I did good. have that. She loves it those. was really, really good. And uh, so was the chicken shumai, as always. I, China always does it great. Japan is always pretty good. Um, Mexico mm-hmm. is always amazing. Um, those, I would say, are my top three. China, Japan, and Mexico. France yeah. also. France always does a great job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're just naming No, I'm not. Owen too. No, I'm not. Oh, in Germany. Because you know who doesn't do it well is Italy. Never. Oh, that's true. That is so true. I never like it. I always no, skip Italy, it. 10 out of 10, do not recommend their booth at any <laughs> festival, really. Because when we're talking I, about price point, everything's like $10. And it's pasta. And it's like, but it's like Chef Boyardee pasta. Yeah. Like, it's not good. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to go to Italy, go back in the pavilion and sit down and eat dinner. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Go to Via Napoli, go so, to the pizza window, go to the Or wine go cellar. over to Il Milano at the Swan and Dolphin, which is mm, fantastic Italian. Yes. But yeah, don't do that. So... Oh, you know another thing I didn't get to try? Did, did either of you get to try this? The croissant à la truffe noire d'herbe? <laughs> nope, and I black. also don't know what you said. <laughs> it's in France. La art de cuisine française, the black winter truffle croissant served warm. No, I have not um, tried that, but that sounds amazing. My husband did, and he said it was incredible. We were all pretty <sighs> done and just wanted to leave, so we left, and he was like, I'm going to France. <laughs> I'll meet you in the car. <laughs> He's like, Peace. He totally caught up with us, though, because we were a larger group. You know, bathroom, coffee was the whole thing. He had the truffle and power. And he just, he had that truffle power. See, that's why we're friends. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. We support you, Alex. <laughs> yeah. Good decision, man. Good decision making. He knows. All right. So your mouth should be sufficiently watering at this point. Oh, so yeah. we're going to spare you more pain, and we're going to move on over to the performing arts section Mm. of festival of the arts so talk to me about what you guys saw um i did get to walk by uh, i wasn't participating in it but we did get to walk by the animation academy that was happening in the american america garden theater um if you've ever done one of these before they're they're kind of set up throughout the parks Uh, i know that there's one at animal kingdom in the conservation station um, where you learn to draw a Disney character. So they had screens there on the stage at America Garden Theater, and people seemed pretty into it. It seemed like something I would have wanted to do had I had more time. It unfortunately rained um, all day Tuesday, so we really only had a half day on Wednesday to enjoy the festival. So food and drinks were the most important part, and learning to draw a character was not <laughs> on there. <laughs> but everyone seemed to be liking it who was partaking in the in the activity. The hard part about that one for us, because we tried to get over to it, but there were only two quote unquote show yeah. times mm. for the animation Academy and we kept missing it. So I would say the one thing that I took away from this festival is festivals actually, you know, we, we are all big proponents of Epcot's great for kids, but I feel like especially when there's a festival, they add so many great options for your kids. 
So we wanted Beckett to get to go try the Animation Academy. They loved getting to see the art-defying gravity performers. Mm -hmm. They loved seeing the chalk art. They loved seeing the different visual arts and the paintings and the things around the booths around World Showcase. So I would say it's a great opportunity to introduce your kids to Epcot if you're going during a festival. Totally. And they only have it. Yeah, I love. They only have it at like twelve thirty and one thirty. So if you're not there in the middle of the day, you know it's that's, that's tough. tough. They, I wish they would have it at like maybe ten and four. You know, right? Or not ten because they're not open at ten. But you know what I mean. <laughs> um, I love. I do love the uh, the Disney on Broadway concert series that happens over yeah. in America. For me, it's not as much of like. You know, if we're there in the fall for food and wine and there's a band that we really like, like we're going to try to get a seat or get a dining package, even though like still for this, you can still do the dining packages. You can, you know, get a dinner and it comes with a guaranteed seat for the concert. But I just kind of love the atmosphere that that creates. Like, yeah, you know, during the last 18 months, I was so tired of walking by that theater and it was only the jammers or you know <laughs> or the mariachi band which mariachi. i love both of them but it's like okay they don't fill that pavilion the same no way. and so like just the fact that you've got legit disney broadway performer performing artists you know on those stages i think that's pretty yeah. cool so i we kind of like to more more so hang in the background over by america grab a drink and just kind of listen you know take in the atmosphere but i know like when we were there last year, we got to see Ashley Brown, uh, who I think she does Mary Poppins, mm -hmm. and then Josh Strickland, who does Tarzan, and he's incredible. Yeah. Um, and so we got to see them, and they did like some Newsies tunes and stuff as well, and it was a lot of fun. And they're not D-list Broadway. No. no. These, no are, these are like legit. some of the leads in these Broadway shows. I mean, Ariel Jacobs, Adam Jacobs, both from Aladdin. Uh, Carrie Butler, Telly Lung, I probably butchered that name. Heidi Blickenstaff from The Little Mermaid, Robert Crichton from Frozen, Kara Lindsay, Dan DeLuca, both from Newsies. So these are Broadway stars that are just a stone's throw away if you're in the America Gardens Theater. Totally. Absolutely. And it's included. Like it's, it's included. not an right. extra ticketed that's, thing. That's nope. nice. Yeah. No, it really is. Honestly, like, Epcot, when these festivals are going on, it's it's everything I love about Epcot. Like mm -hmm. it's just it just yes. pluses your experience that much more. Yeah. And yeah. like you said, like for the people who may think that Epcot isn't for kids, there's a highly a high likelihood that a festival is happening when you go. <laughs> and um, if there is, just really like dig into that. You know what I mean? Like you said, like your kids loved it, so. Yeah, they love going around the world trying to find the little scavenger hunt things you can buy at the world market. Those are always a hit for our kids. Um, but Beckett's very into art right now. So I think that's what made this festival just that cool. much more special is he was watching people paint and watching people sell art and use their talents and their gifts to actually earn a living. So I just thought that was really neat. So the last category of the Festival of the Arts that they celebrate is the visual arts. And this is the one people tend to think of, I think, when, yeah. when they think of Festival of the Arts. And, you know, it's one of the last things that we're even mentioning because there's so much more to these festivals. Um, but talk about what, what 
Um, art did you guys see? Did you buy any art? Was there anything that just stood out to you guys from a visual art perspective? Yeah, I got to see um, somebody, I don't remember who it is now, but someone live painting, which I thought was super cool. So the artists will come and they'll do appearances. And, um, and I feel like this festival has the most to do. It's definitely more yeah, than it's totally more than the food um, because they have tents filled with showcased uh, art that you can actually buy. Mm -hmm. And I know you guys bought some art, so I, I'm sure you can talk about that, but they have, um, yes. they have artists actually live painting. Um, they have them doing appearances and signing, signing and autographing the art that you may purchase. They have chalk painting going on. Like there's just so much going on. I mean, do you guys want to talk about the artists that you, um, that you purchased from? Yeah. Um, so I agree with you. Like it makes strolling around world showcase that much more interesting just to kind of peruse yeah. and like, cause all of, even the, like if you go to the same booth, the art changes week to week, yeah. um, right. What, what they've got They're out, restocked. all that kind yeah. of stuff. And so, but we happened to come across on that first Saturday of the festival, the sunset lagoon booth, um, which I know several friends who have bought art from the artist here, but it's Greg McCullough. And, um, He's done a lot for Disney. I know that kind of one of the things that he did back in the day was he actually used to design all of the posters they did for Star Wars weekends at Hollywood Studios, which is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> that is cool. But one of the things he's known for in his art are hidden Mickeys. And so there's um, a few different pieces that he's done. There's like a, a tree that's like the logo of the Golden Oak neighborhood that has yeah. hidden Mickeys in it. We um, love that one. Yeah, there's a castle one, um, but he came out with a piece and it debuted for the 35th anniversary at Epcot. And it's basically all of World Showcase smashed up into one picture. Um, so cool. And so it's it's a pretty awesome piece. This is the one that we brought home, but it's got 13 country icons as well as 35 hidden Mickeys, which I still have not found them all. Um, awesome. But you guys can see it's hanging right behind me now in my office. So I love it. I was pumped to get it. I was on the fence about it. And then Mallory took the kids to the bathroom except for Jack. And I just kept staring at it. And he was like, Dad, you got to get it. Aww. You got to get it, Dad. <laughs> nice. So I got it. So I was pretty pumped. Well, and didn't you tell us Illuminations is going on in the background? Uh, well, it yeah, has, it has the, the, the barge, yeah. like the, the oh, world. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so cool. And I mean, honestly, the size of this, it's a great size. Um, it came framed. It's got the Mickey frame with the little Mickeys all around it. It's got a mat. And he signed it. And it was 200 bucks. And like, I just went to um, Michael's to get my Atlanta Braves newspaper framed. <laughs> And even that was like two hundred dollars. I was like, "Good lord!" So like, you know, <laughs> you got a good it was deal because that was not left. Because I did love that, and maybe you guys can I help know. us figure this out. But um, Alex and I kind of went there because we really want to start collecting Disney art and redoing our office. Yeah, and we went in there just kind of thinking, "Okay, we're going to buy some art today," and we never did because we couldn't agree on what we would decorate the office. My husband wants to do Haunted mm. Mansion, which I think is ridiculous. <laughs> and I say, let's just do <laughs> Disney art. So like, yeah, I just want to do Disney art. But if you have any themes in mind, you let me know because I don't know if Haunted Mansion is it. And I'm not thinking purple walls around here. 
Yeah. No, listen, I love Alex. I, I, he might be off on this one, though, because <laughs> yeah. I think you go all in on Haunted Mansion, and that office turns into Gideon's Bakehouse, and all of a sudden, it's That's like, right. do you want to work in there no, anymore? I don't. I don't know. I love Haunted Mansion. It's not, yeah, that's a that's a bold, bold. move to go all well, in I mean, on, though. You can show him my new office wall. I've got Cinderella's Castle. I've got Mickey. I've got Walt World Showcase. There's Galaxy's Edge, the Millennium Falcon. So, See, like, yeah, you know, that's kind of the vibe I'm going for. Just yeah, Disney art in general. That way, when a piece speaks to you, it doesn't have to be Haunted Mansion. <laughs> you know, it's like, because nah. <laughs> that's a you pretty small to box to put, you know, that in. I'll make sure I edit so, this in front of him and turn it up real loud. That's that's right. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. I would say this was my favorite part of this festival, and it may be the pivot point that really made me fall in love with this festival is that we bought some art on this trip. And it doesn't have to be expensive. We bought a couple that were just $30 each. But the like you said, Tim, they spoke to us. They had a cool theme. We thought about where we would want them in the house. And I think people, they have this expectation that they can't buy or they can't afford any of the art in these booths because it's you know $200 piece or a $500 piece. Uh, Christina, you were talking about a $1,000 piece that you saw. But they're not all like that. They're approachable just like Disney is from any vantage point. So if you want to come and you want to look for that one piece and maybe you can only afford a $50 piece this trip, just buy something. Engage with it because not only are you supporting an actual Disney artist, like this isn't just Disney selling their art, although I'm sure they have some in the booths, but these are artists that are businesses and they're trying to make a living and support their families and so i think it's such a cool way to engage with the art community even if you haven't ever bought art before yeah it's yeah. a great place no, to I, start i totally agree i mean that's that's what i told you guys like cole really got into it him and jack last year <clears throat> and it was a similar thing like they're pumped to go back next week because they want to walk mm -hmm. around and see the different art and yeah i love that you can meet the artists like mm -hmm. you know like greg yeah. greg was there the day i bought this and so they went over there and made sure that it, it got signed by him and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I just love that. Like our kids like talking to the artist and finding out more about what they do. And that's, you know, we obviously homeschool. And like even that, like being able to go and talk to another person about their job and what they do. And like that's such a cool element of it all. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I love it. Yeah, we found an, and I, I, I probably went back to this shop every single time we were in Epcot, but it was a, a whole shop, the Acme Archives, themed around the Avengers and the mm -hmm. Marvel Cinematic Universe. You guys know I love <laughs> the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So does Beckett. And there, it was just so cool because it wasn't like your stereotypical comic book art. It was themed around these characters in different ways. And it was fun, like you said, Tim, like Beckett and I got to engage because he was looking for like a Marvel piece he could put in his room that we wouldn't think would look super cheesy. So it was a great way to, you know, just have fun on a scavenger hunt with him for a little bit. And then, you know, every now and then he's like, I want to buy the Star Wars one. We're like, buddy, it's it's actually a Marvel theme. You can't. Be <laughs> um, but it was it was so fun. So I would encourage you if you if you um, are going to make time to go to Festival of the Arts, just set aside a little bit of money to buy an art piece and just go around looking at all the different booths and then make your selection. It's going to make it that more meaningful. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a, just a great festival that means a lot to a lot of people and has the most to do. And I think the best weather and has the most to offer. So you can't miss it next year. Even if you miss it this year, try to plan for it next year. Yeah. Plan for it. 
It's such a great festival. Like we said, you've got seven days left. So if this episode inspired you, which I know one time I was listening to WDW uh, or WDW radio, and he was talking about Pandora. And the next day I literally got in my car and drove to Pandora. So maybe (laughs) for one of you out there listening, this episode is making you go, I've got seven days left. I've got to go check out this festival. Do it. That's right. Have our permission. So We'd love to hear from you guys about what you loved about Festival of the Arts, if you got to go this year or if you've been in the past. So make sure you reach out to us via Instagram or on Facebook, and we'd love to talk to you guys. See you real soon. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode of the Travel Mission Podcast. Listen, if you had a great time listening, felt like you got some good travel tips, go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss an episode every single week. Also, feel free to share these episodes. If you have friends going to these destinations that need a little help, go ahead and share or tag your favorite Travel Mation agent. And if you really want to love on us, leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. It would mean so much to our team and just continue to help us do better serving you. Thanks so much.